Welcome to The Bond. The Bond is about forming deeper customer connections in marketing and sales. In snack-sized episodes, we'll help leaders to realize their ambitions with greater customer relevance, authenticity, and capability. You'll gain insights about how to build deeper customer connections and grow in today's hyper-competitive markets. Hi, Stu. Welcome back to The Bond. G'day, and good to see you. Yeah, you too. We've got a really exciting topic today. We're talking about building a brand that really connects. And I know that this is a particular um, area of passion for you. <laughs> it really is. I've, I've been working in this area for uh, a long time with uh, big companies and with you know agencies and our business now. And uh, uh, it's something, it's an area that we do a lot of work in and it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Well, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I think it's important to um, define what is a brand. When we talk about brands, it's much more than a name and a logo. It it really represents the business's values and vision, doesn't it? But Stu, how would you define a brand? Yeah, so I think brands are much better understood today than they were only a decade ago. And I, I, I sort of credit that to a concept that I don't really like that much, but it's true, and that is the idea of the personal brand, right? It's it's really risen, and and, w- and with that idea, yes. people have, are now understanding that brand is really about an, an identity and about a, um, a, a a truth, you know, about them about themselves, the way that they're perceived in the world, um, and uh, behaving in accordance with that. Now, you know, not everyone does that well. Not everyone does what they say, right? But <laughs> you know, great brands will do that. Absolutely, there is no delineation between a brand and a person or there's less of a delineation between a brand and a person people think of businesses like people that's right this is where we're at in contemporary brand marketing now is that we 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 do recognize that people uh, respond emotionally to brands in the same way they do to um, uh, other people we don't like to think that we do but we in fact do because what we're doing is we're buying into uh, belief systems that uh, align with our with our own beliefs, and what this does is that ultimately we're looking for preference, and we're going to come back to this a bit more. But if if we can be a business that is preferred by our customers and preferred by the the right staff that we want to you know that want to work with us, then that puts us in a really really powerful position. You know, brands are both uh, magnets for the right customer and the right staff, and you know, today, that's uh, that's you know, vividly important. Oh, absolutely. There are amazing benefits to a powerful brand. Economic value you touched on was one of them. Yep. And this concept of generating preference amongst both target customers and staff. So let's talk about the stages of building a brand that really connects. So um, in terms of a decision-making process, we know that there's awareness. Well, it starts with awareness. First of all, (laughs) I need to know about you to even think about considering you. Yeah, so it starts there. starts with awareness. You know, have I ever heard of this outfit? Next comes consideration. You know, if I'm aware of a number of brands in a category that's selling a particular product or service I'm I'm looking for, uh, I'll then have... Uh, certain brands that I'll put in my consideration set. And then the holy grail, the top of this list of, is is preference. This is where 
your brand equity is at a point and is aligned so completely with your target customer that they prefer you over other brands. And when you when you reach that stage, you make the sales process much simpler. Uh, you have a much more positive conversation with a potential customer and you earn the right to charge much more. I've seen in various categories over time, brands charging up to 30% more for like products based on the brand. If you're strong enough, if your brand's strong enough, uh, you earn the right to charge more. Absolutely. Brand power is um, absolutely linked up with increased preference. I would love to talk to you about purpose-driven brands. And given your leadership experience, I would love to know what you can tell us about this, maybe a little brief history um, and why it's so important now. Yeah, so the, the idea of purpose really started in leadership uh, maybe 15 or 20 years ago where you know the old command and control hierarchy approach to leadership was changing into more you know, um, worker empowerment and the idea that I want to work for who I want to work with and uh, I wanted to show up to, to my job every day feeling like I have purpose in my job and that, I, that I'm working for someone that aligns with my values and that I'm able to contribute what I want to contribute to the world, right? And so yes. purpose-driven leadership really sought to define a purpose other than just making money for, for businesses that, can, that the, the employees of that business can buy into. And then along came Simon Sinek about a, a decade ago and wrote the book Start With Why. And, and again, so this is really trying to align the idea of this is why we exist, this is our purpose, and, and uh, d- doing that in a way that's uh, compelling enough for enough people. It has to be completely true. You know, it comes from the inside out, not just a slogan that we want to, we want to make ourselves sound good. This is, this is about the truth. And prior to that, and still to this day, we see examples of it. Businesses spoke mostly about the what's and the how's. Yeah. This is what we do and this is how we make it or how we do it. But the really important um, message to convey here is to communicate that, lead with that why, because people buy into it and there's incredible power and, and value in that. There is. And it also makes your brand more mobile over time. So, you know, it, it used to be that brands were just famous for what they did. Uh, they made the best X, right? But if you can build your brand around an idea, it means that you can apply it to other things. So, you know, Apple's an old but good example where um, they can make anything in technology now and people will buy into the Apple idea. It doesn't have to be a computer or an iPhone or whatever. If it's a, if it's a good idea that, that brings to life Apple's purpose and values, um, there's a really big audience out there that will buy it. So the components of a great brand, we've talked about purpose, we've talked about beliefs and we touch on customer experience mm. because it's important to make the point that um, whilst we have a brand, a beautiful brand strategy, it's important to see that play out in action and your brand strategy should be a playbook that can be executed through all of your marketing and all of the customer experiences and touch points so that um, we're reinforcing that why and our beliefs and values universally throughout the business. It's not some loose headline that's not 
backed up and yeah. substantiated. Look, but you know, people and brands are judged on what they do, not what they say, right? You know, it, it, there's got to be alignment with I say this about myself and I behave in this way. And when that happens, people will look like it to like me, right? <laughs> and the same goes <laughs> for brands. So our customer experience is just so vital. And in today's hyper uh, communicative world with social media and every conversation is visible to everybody, then there's no escaping this truth. We can't just put up a, a slogan and think that the world's going to be- believe it. Uh, our brand strategy needs to be uh, built on truth and backed up by customer experience. Yes. And we know that brand value percolates from that beautiful intersection of customer brand beliefs and purpose. Mm-hmm. But the first stage of development is understanding our customer. And we talked about that in a previous episode. We talked about the importance of demographics and psychographics and understanding what motivates our customers, what are their challenges, their hopes and their dreams. And from this, we ultimately want to develop a core customer insight that will influence our our final brand strategy. And what we mean by this is a, a universal truth that can summarize our ideal customer. And a good example of that is um, when we look at Airbnb and their brand's tag is belong anywhere, I imagine that their core customer insight, it's tapping into that understanding that even when we travel, we still seek that feeling of belonging and home comfort. And when you think of that core customer insight, you can see how they've derived their their brand of belong anywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful insight and it's well executed and uh, a great, great example, definitely. So the next stage, once we've captured the brand's core beliefs, is to talk about business values. Um, so ours, for example, are creativity, integrity, collaboration and happiness. And they are values that, as you would say, you would... <laughs> Die in a ditch. Stand on a mountain. Yeah. Die in a ditch. Yep, that's right. Stand on the top of a mountain and shout them. These are things that are incredibly meaningful to to both of us, but mm. to the business and the brand. So, Stu, can we talk a little bit about business values and brand values? Maybe at this point we should just talk about the stages that we go through when designing a, a brand strategy. And you, you've you've spoken about understanding the customer, but actually, where I often start is um, really understanding the business. So. What does the business believe its core strengths are? Uh, what does it believe it's, it's, how it's different to, to other brands that it competes with? You can sense the passion that people talk about their brand and, and, and what, they really, what they really believe in. And, and, and those things are likely to be, uh, to, to be most true. We then seek to match that up with the customer insights. You know, where, where do these two things overlap? Where can that value be derived? We then talk about these beliefs start with a long list and we boil them down into, again, these things that we die in a ditch to defend, that we stand on a rooftop and shout to everybody that we're not going to compromise on these things. You know, this is what we believe in. And the, 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 the real synthesis of that comes through in our values. So then we then get into the hard work and we now need to define a purpose. What, what is the short version of the purpose that this brand stands for? Why we exist? When we've done that, we then talk about how that's brought to life. So in the old days, it's kind of the the differentiating value proposition, but we're doing this in a way that describes 
how the brand purpose is is brought to life and what the customer can expect, what they what can they expect as an experience when they deal with us. We talk about then the brand tone, how we speak, the way that we look and the way that we behave, and then finally a brand story that sort of summarizes all that into a, into you know short little clips of words that we can write and say depending on how much time we time or space we've got to do that. <laughs> And, and that's the process. And, and we do this repeatedly and um, it's, it's always a fantastic exercise to go through that gives such confidence to uh, business leaders and owners because at last they've codified what they really believe in. And it's also incredibly motivating for, for all of their staff and um, the people associated with that business to have a refresher as well. Yeah, yeah, it brings everyone together. Terrific. So we've talked about a few juicy things today. We've talked about a brand being much more than a name and a logo. It it represents um, values and vision. We've talked about how an effective brand strategy really matches high-value customer insights with the business's core competencies, and that creates ultimate competitive advantage. And we touched on Simon Sinek and remember people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And the goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. And the final challenge that I would like to impart maybe to our listeners is to have a think about your brand. And if it's not super clear to you, it's probably unlikely to be clear to um, your potential customers, but also your staff. You might have some work to do. That's right. Well, today's been really fun, Stu. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. And thanks everyone for joining us today on The Bond. The Bond is brought to you by Pointer Consulting. We're a marketing and sales consultancy based in Sydney, Australia. We help ambitious businesses to unlock customer value by transforming their marketing and sales from strategy to process, execution, and automation. We like to help good people do better.